Hi, I'm Josh Shearer and I serve as the lead pastor here at Gawley Uniting Church. I wanted to personally thank you for joining us today. We exist as a church to see lives transformed with the good news of Jesus. Now, I hope this service inspires you. I hope it blesses you. I hope it builds your faith and I hope it gives you perspective that God is moving in your life. If there is anything that we can do to help you, don't be afraid to reach out on social media or email our office. Thanks for joining us again and let's get to the service. How are you? Is there anyone out there? Oh, that's good. Well, I'm excited to be here. I'm always excited to come to church. I just love coming to church. Well, here we are on the very last session of our current series, Guardrails. And today, we're going to be looking at matters of the heart. Did you know that there are over 134 verses in the Bible in respect to guarding your heart? Your heart is your life. Because your life is directed by your heart. Keeping your heart with diligence will mean that you only allow it to do what it will do. Can I start that sentence again, please? Your heart is your life because your life is directed by what is in your heart. Keeping your heart with diligence will mean you only allow into it what will help you become more godly, loving and confident. And with that help, you will grow. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, when you created us, you gave us a heart. The heart, as you know, guides us more than our brain does. And Father, as we go through this last session of guardrails, I pray that you speak to our hearts, our spiritual hearts, and that you open our spiritual eyes to see what this message is about so that we can clearly follow your son, Jesus Christ, without fear. And I ask that you bless everyone hearing this message this morning. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. Okay, so just what is a guardrail? You've probably heard this a few times over the last few weeks. In the instance of the heart, it is a personal standard of behaviour. It's that small inside voice that warns us before we hurt ourselves or other people. In other words, our conscience. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I grew up when cartoons were actually fun to watch. We had these amazing characters like Daffy Duck, who was always jealous of Bugs Bunny. Do you, do you remember Daffy Duck? And he was greedy, wasn't he? Do you remember the episode where they found Alibaba's cave? And he's, mine, mine, mine. And he wanted everything that Bugs Bunny had. 
But I have to say that one of my absolute all-time favourite cartoons from Disney is Pinocchio. And you know the character of Jiminy Cricket? Do you know he's got the same initials as Jesus Christ? Disney did that deliberately. And there was a little song that they sang in that movie, Always Let Your Conscience Be Your Guide. And, of course, you can't forget Donald Duck. Remember when he used to get really angry? You couldn't understand a word he was saying. And he'd, he'd have an angel on, on one shoulder and, and he'd have a devil on the other shoulder and they'd be arguing. Well, that's basically life, human life. Do you know that the way you treat other people and the impact your words have on others upset God more than anything else? The things that come out of your mouth come from your heart and our behaviour will eventually mirror our hearts. You hurt people, you hurt God. Did you know that? No, I bet no one did. I mean, I kind of like, hmm, I didn't know that. I thought I was only hurting Joe Blow. Poor old Joe Blow, he really gets into trouble. I mean, we can never think of Joe Blow's real name. So I feel sorry for anybody out there whose real name is Joe Blow. I'm not picking on it, honestly. So what do we know about our hearts? Okay, they're inside our body. They've got four chambers. They pump blood. But that is not the heart we are talking about. We're talking about our mental and spiritual heart. They break. You've had your heart broken, you're surely at one time. They leak. And they can sometimes lead us to make awful decisions, like trusting the wrong person, doubting ourselves, feeling guilty, anger, being greedy, and last but not least, jealous. Do you know that our behaviour, as I said before, will mirror our heart. Take, for instance, poor old Joe Blow again. He's, he's your little labourer slogger, does everything that he's asked for. And someone comes up to him and says, oh, look, Joe, I need this done and I need it done ASAP. So Joe Blow works hours. He doesn't rest, he doesn't sleep, he doesn't eat. He gets angry at home, he takes it out on his family, but he gets the job done. Well, how do you think Joe Blow would feel if the guy that asked him to do the job put his name on that work and Joe Blow did not get any credit for it? Not good. What do you think Joe did? Did he get angry? Hurt? Offended? So instead of a quiet word to the boss, you know, not telling him the truth, you keep it all bottled up inside until finally you explode and statistics say that nine out of ten times you will take your anger out on your spouse and your family. So what does it mean to guard your heart in the Bible? The concept 
of guarding our heart comes from the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verses 23 to 26. And we are reminded of all the things that can try to come against us. Guarding our hearts means being wise and discerning in our lives. Guarding our hearts means protecting ourselves as Christians from all the things that would harm us. So what does it mean to guard your heart in a relationship? Guarding your heart means protecting yourself from negative influences, toxic people, and evil behavior. It means shielding your mind and your body from anything that isn't life-giving or affirming. And that's why we need the armor of God. When you guard your heart in daily life, you choose not to listen to conversations that are critical or wrong. So why is the heart so important to God? This provides the oxygen and the nutrients that our bodies need to survive. A heart that is healthy pumps the right amount of blood at a rate that allows the human body to function as God wants it to function. So I think it's safe to say that our human heart is one of the most important organs in our bodies. The heart is the centre of life. And in Proverbs, the heart often signifies what we think of when we speak our mind. However, it can mean far more than that. The heart is the seat of emotion. It is the centre of our will. It represents our whole inner being. In other words, who we are. You know, Jesus might have been referring to the book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 34, when he said, For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Jesus says that evil men bring forth evil, and good men bring forth good. He also said that what comes out of a man is what makes him unclean. It is out of our hearts that wicked thoughts come. Thoughts of sexual immorality, theft, murder, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. Guard your heart from being taken over by the evil one. If the enemy takes over the well, the city falls. And if the enemy takes over your heart, then your life is his. If the enemy poisons the well, then life dies off. Above all else, guard 
your heart. How then? How do we guard our heart? Psalm 119 verse 11 says, I have hidden my word in your heart that I might not sing against you. It is the word of God that we must use to guard our hearts. It is the teaching of Jesus that is our fortress and our defence. Above all else, guard your heart. Do not let wickedness of the world infiltrate your heart. Rather think about what is true, what is noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent. And praiseworthy. Then the God of peace will be with you. Pray constantly that He will grant His grace and Holy Spirit so that you may able, above all else, guard your heart. Jesus says in the book of John, chapter 7, verse 38, that whoever believes in me, as the scripture says, Streams of living water will flow within him. Do you remember the woman at the well? Jesus told her that he who comes to him will drink and never thirst. He who comes to Jesus to drink will have a spring of water welling up in eternal life. Out of the heart flow the living Waters, so guard your heart. Out of that source come the sweet water that will make your life flourish. You will be like the trees planted along the stream. Life then is not a drought stricken land with dry streams, empty dugouts, and murky ponds and slows with stagnant water. But rather, life will be a place of blessing, joy, and celebration. It is the essence of who you are. It is your authentic self, the essence of your being. It is where all your dreams, desires, and your passions live. It is that part of you that connects with God and other people. Just like your physical body, if your heart, your spiritual heart dies, your persona dies. That is why Solomon said, above all else, he doesn't say, you know, look, if you get around to it, you know, guard your heart, or... I think it would be really nice if you guarded your heart. He said, above all else. He's a pretty wise bloke, Solomon. He also said that the wellspring of life. In other words, it is the source of everything else in your heart. Your heart overflows into thoughts and thoughts become actions. If you plug up a spring, 
you stop the flow of water. If you poison the water, the flow becomes toxic. In either situation, you threaten life downstream. Everything depends on the condition of the stream, of the spring. Likewise, if your heart is unhealthy, it has an impact on everything else that threatens your family, your friends, your ministry, your career, and indeed your legacy. It is therefore imperative that you guard it. When Solomon says to guard your heart, he implies that you're living in a combat zone, one in which there are definitely casualties. Many of us are totally oblivious to this war. We have an enemy who is bent on our destruction. He not only opposes God, but he opposes everything that is aligned with God, including us. The enemy will use all kinds of weapons to attack your heart. And these attacks often come in the form of circumstances that lead us to disappointment, discouragement, and even disillusionment. In these situations, you're tempted to quit, to walk off the field, to surrender the battle. That is why we have guardrails. They're not placed in the danger zone. They are placed in the safety zone so you do not go past that spot to get into danger. They are to protect us. We need guardrails in our lives, financially, morally and relational. There are four basic areas in which we need guardrails. Number one, greed. Let's face it, we all like to collect stuff. I have a relative who collected salt and pepper shakers. She had about 3,000 dust collectors, if you ask me. I collect DVDs, but sometimes collecting stuff can become an obsession. Our friends and our family will feel like the stuff is more important than us. And I know what that feels like. You feel totally insignificant next to that stuff and even get to the point where you wish that the stuff would magically disappear so that you could have your friend or family members back. So if you find yourself in this position or where your hobby is more important than your family or your friends, I think you really need to think your priorities. Number two. And three, jealousy and guilt. Do you find yourself celebrating someone's failure? Perfectly normal to feel this. It's because we're human. But if you find yourself being jealous of someone, you need to confess your jealousy. Not necessarily to the person you're jealous of, but to somebody you can trust. We all know that confession is good for the soul. Don't bottle it up. 
Otherwise, it'll explode, and that is not a pretty sight. So instead of wallowing in bitterness and changing your address to self-pity lane while you compare your life to other people's, pray about it. Give your feelings to God. You don't need to carry that baggage around with you. You have enough on your plate as it is. Oh, sorry. Number, yeah, number four. Anger. And this is a biggie. It can lead to so many types of devastation. And the antidote for anger is to forgive. And that's not easy. Boy, do I know that. But who are you hurting? Are you hurting the person you're angry with? No. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting your friends. You're hurting your family. There is nothing wrong with seeking help if you have an anger problem. And we're more than happy to pray for you if you do have an anger problem. In fact, after the service, if anybody needs help with matters of the heart, we're going to have prayer for you and know that anything that you tell us is extremely confidential. I'm a big fan of Criminal Minds. I love shows like that. And I have come to realise after collecting nearly 15 seasons, the most common motives for murder are greed, guilt, jealousy and anger. So what have we learned today? Guardrails are in the safety zone to keep us from going into the danger zone. Be like a cartoon character and listen to your conscience. You're that very small voice that you've really got a strain to hear. Listen to it. Because that's God talking to you. Try not to be impulsive and give in to the little monsters that are also called jealousy, greed, guilt and anger. Confess to God. Or if you need to speak to someone, we are here for you. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are like mountain climbers. We're all tied together. So if one slips, they don't fall to the ground because we're all tied together. And we're going to reach our hands down and we're going to pull you back up to where you were. So don't fear. If you need professional help, don't be afraid to seek it, because that is what they are there for, to help you. And keep an eye out for your guardrails. And remember, God has a plan for you. And they are plans to prosper. They are not average or mediocre. God's plans are perfect but above all else, guard your heart. Let us pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, 
Thank you for speaking to us through your son, Jesus Christ, and his word. The scriptures from Solomon and everyone else. All 134 verses in the Bible that speak about guarding our hearts. Help us to remember that that's what guardrails are for. Help us to understand the truth. Help us to do the right thing. And please help us to reach out when we feel like we're falling. Thank you, Father God, in Jesus' most precious name. Amen.